You're listening to The Rise Podcast. Always be the first to know. Alright guys, we're back again with another episode. Nice. Of, of famous podcast. Mm-hmm. We start, it's a, it's you know a pretty thing. famous podcast. It's a pretty famous <laughs> podcast. So before, before we start, you know, you know one thing. I mean, you guys to comment or say before? Nah, I never have anything to say before. I'm always ready to dive in. What I would say is that don't believe what you see in headlines because I'm, I'm one to always do that and I started reading my articles a little more before so I can have a little more insight mm. and then when you go in there you'll see with one of these stories you realize that sometimes the info is like three years back and they're talking about something that has happened like mm. way back and it has mm. nothing to do with now mm. and they're trying to make it all grievous and make it look really bad yeah. but that's not the case so don't, 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 don't take on the headlines yeah fake news is an epidemic so I don't think it's going anywhere yes okay let's stay other yeah. than that, we could jump in. Right, so we're ready. Let's yeah. dive. All right. Twitter's ad revenue growth has accelerated for 2018 from the start to about a quarter ago, from 21% to 29%. So that's almost 10% increase. 8% to be exact. So that's Twitter's getting better and better in terms of uh, ad revenue growth. Do you think that's because of the cleanup they've been doing on the page? I think that it has to do with the cleanup that they're doing. On the platform, sorry. Well, yeah, on the platform. But I think that's also because the money has to be coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I also think that there's a shift in focus of marketers now understanding platforms as opposed to using platforms. So not mm-hmm. raw numbers, but Now, I'm going to make a statement. I don't mm-hmm. know how much of it is, it's true. I'll do my research. Mm-hmm. But it could also be that they're also making integrations within their ad, their ad managers as well to make it more feasible, more efficient. It could be that as well. And marketers are seeing this and admits understanding how to put their ads on Twitter, understand the platform as well. Mm-hmm. So it could be that they're making integrations on their back end and then people also understanding it on the front end and, and that mm-hmm. all working together for more ads. I feel, to I feel also as well, because Twitter is also in the headlines a lot now, you hear about them a lot. You know, when it's, when it's always in your face, I think people are being drawn more to it. That is true. Because the image is out there. Mm-hmm. I think that could have been a side reason as why it might be. It might have been a group. Map. They might have said, "Okay, there's a lot of traction on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Only traction there. There's not Twitter new. Maybe mm-hmm. bad or good. And um, so, so far, it's been good. As in, you know, the platform and whatnot. How about the thing? Okay, they said, okay, there, there are more people there. Let's run some more ads there. Mm. And and with that cleanup, right? People, will, there's there's some semblance of trust that grows with it, because there was a while back when, and we'll talk about it as we move further on, where. YouTube had problems with advertisers. Well, advertisers had problems with YouTube because sometimes their ads was coming up next to content that had terrorism and all these kind of things. And you don't want your ad to sit next to stuff like that. So when you hear that a platform is cleaning up, you know that it's safe to advertise there now. You, you don't come into any conflicts of that kind. So I think that's more of a point. Facebook point and a Twitter point because Facebook, Twitter never had a problem. So like that YouTube thing is a scandal, right? Mm-hmm. A content moderation scandal, right? Mm-hmm. Facebook has also had some content moderation Facebook scandals too, and well, some privacy scandals too. But Twitter never really had a scandal. Twitter had dipped their toe in some left-leaning bias, and that was about as as much mischief as Twitter has ever caused. Mm-hmm. A lot of this fake news epidemic. But everybody has a fake news epidemic, so that's not really a point. People's opinions are by nature fake news because they're usually incorrect, and doesn't come with a preface. You know, I don't start off all my post saying this might be incorrect, but so fake news is, is always going to be around. Um, and Twitter's been advertising a lot as well too. It's themselves. themselves yeah. And yeah, Twitter has been advertising Twitter yeah. in different places. You know, but um, yeah, I think it, that what Twitter is experiencing is what Facebook 
was experiencing after post post Cambridge hearing where people were like okay cool now that we know what the ground rules are for safety mm-hmm. it's okay because remember Twitter was also at hearing mm-hmm. right yeah. so Twitter came out the other side clean as a whistle and I think that having clean as a whistle and engagement going up yes. is what is promoting other people to do more ad revenue growth what I'll be interested to see is um, what Twitter's investment and shares are looking like if that has been steadily growing too because Wall Along Street because they get yeah, more yeah. revenue but Wall Street tends to be a bit more unforgiving in terms of what they peg their money against because marketers have to understand the platform Wall Street doesn't have to understand anything Wall Street has been notorious just for just being about users and numbers, yeah, numbers. you understand? Just numbers. numbers need to be big well, that's numbers. Revenue, users, yeah. that's it. If, if that's not the case, then they're not going to... They don't deep The stock won't raise. Yeah, yeah so that's, I think that's interesting to see. But I actually think that Twitter's ad process is not very good. Like, I don't... I think Twitter has some real work to do there. I don't know if Twitter is, like, intentionally not working on their ad product or maybe, if they think that their ad product is yeah. good enough mm-hmm. for what they think um, it's supposed to do. Because they don't want it to necessarily be. They want to force the ads to be as native as possible mm-hmm. without making you opt to make it native. Mm-hmm. Like on Facebook, you can have a real out of place ad on Facebook. It just won't do well. Right? In Twitter, it's hard to even More have like an ad that's, that's out of place. It could be, it, it will always nah, it be do, contextual. It, it does yeah. sit on the pages really yeah. natively. Yeah, it will always Half be the contextual. Time, if it's a really good ad, mm. you don't even realize it. Because yeah. even the, pro, you know, you'd see, um, let's say if it's on, on Instagram or Facebook, they have these telltale signs when you know it's an ad. You see these big bars, you see shop now, you see learn now, you see sponsor, whatever they think is. Twitter has this tiny thing, really <laughs> tiny, that says um, sponsored and a little arrow. <laughs> And it sits on the very natively. Mm. So I join you on that point mm. where it could be that that's just how they want their ads to be on their platform yeah. and not disrupt it, not make it revenue, fo- not make it ad focused for that's all the time. They want it to be natural. Yeah. They always have, I mean, they have the most social platform. Yeah. So I think that's want to keep it on that natural basis. Well, yeah, as I say, they have, they have the most social platform, as you've said. And I, came that, I think that they just want to keep it on that natural social basis. So I don't mm. think they want to really push oh, really. make make that extra yeah. today. But they just have to find a balance to the because at the end of the day they have to make money. Yeah but marketers ruin everything. And they do and of it's hard to and make your product good. And like, then for them to ruin great. it and kill it. Yeah. You great. make it great While, to, yeah, yeah. to so facilitate think, such. So I think it's more of the platform needs to get to a place where it needs to be. I think it's there. And I think that maybe twenty nineteen you're gonna see some focus on what the ad side looks like. Cleaning up the metrics, cleaning up the their objectives, because their objectives are pretty redundant. I mean, there's only so much to go on on Twitter, but they have like eight, nine, ten objectives, and some of them, <laughs> some of them are really redundant. Mm-hmm. So like, they need to they need to clean up. They really need to clean up the back end. So I think 2019 is going to be a focus, because I think that I think Twitter be, is... Twitter I think Twitter is good now. I yeah. think Twitter is where it needs good to form. be. They have now they know good form, yeah. what's going on, videos yeah. up top as it's supposed to, so you could jump in, see what's see what's trending not just read what's trending see what's trending happening comment on it dock it you know and have that conversation real time mm-hmm. about what you're seeing going on like literally so i think twitter's in a good place and that next year we're going to see them spin gears a little bit yeah in good form mm-hmm. continue on yeah facebook related properties facebook messenger facebook and messenger yeah. not facebook messenger yeah. right instagram and WhatsApp accounted for under 14% of digital content consumption last month. 
Now the year before they accounted for 16% and the year before that, 2016, they accounted for 18%. And it's so just they're saying the entire that the internet, that's what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the entire digital content. All digital all content, content that, that, that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying that Facebook related properties are, are um, being responsible for smaller pieces, smaller percentages of the pie mm-hmm. of all content mm-hmm. being consumed over the past two years. But as you made a point before, mm-hmm. like before the podcast itself, now it's a bigger pie. Yeah, yeah, it's a much bigger pie. I feel like the size of the pie is much greater than the size of reduction of percentage, right? If there, if there was another number to this, like hours spent or number of content pieces, I'm sure it would be larger. Like yeah, if you were absolute say, figures. Yeah, yeah, but if you have a bigger pie, because it's forty percent, slight decrease, then you still have more. Yeah, you don't know yeah. what the yeah. total actually is. Yeah, in absolute numbers, you still have more, and I think that's exactly what's going on here. I think that is a lot more content than ever before. It's just yeah. not going to change. And I think that 16%, 14% of the amount of content that we have in 2018 mm-hmm. versus um, 80% of what we had in 2016, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more in absolute terms. I don't, I, I don't think it's close. Right? Mm. So, Facebook dropped 4% now, mm. but in a market where in there's years. competition mm. in two years, 4% yeah. in two years, right? But in a market where there's competition, constantly growing. Updating yourself, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. And they're cycling a lot of their people. Yeah, TikTok's a half a billion. Half a billion, like 500 million. Yeah, half a 500 million. million. You have Twitter, you have Snapchat really improving themselves. All the the people taking it into their market share now. Mm -hmm. I think that 4 billion, they they, they should look at the 4 billion a little differently. Yeah, I think so. You're trying to say that the 4 percent is not as bad amidst all the competition. Yeah, but like, like, look look at it. You can lose his bar. I don't even think it's bad because I don't even think they lost any. I just think that they didn't grow faster than Mm. the growth of every other form of digital um, consumption. So I think that they grew. Mm -hmm. It's just that Everywhere else grew, everything else grew. The amount of content on the internet in general just grew by a lot more. And relatively, it's looking like it's less, but it's actually more. I think that's what's going on there, under the Mm -hmm. hood. Yeah, so I think they they are responsible for more than they were two years ago. Mm -hmm. It is just a a lot more out there than there was two years ago. Fez. Again, hopefully Wall Street sees it that way. Yeah. Anybody uses. <laughs> Brexit talks are ongoing. 78% of marketers believe the UK should adhere to GDPR. Right? So that's the global global data protection regulations. Yeah. Right. Those are those steep four percent of global revenue fines mm-hmm. for anything that yeah, violates personal, yeah. if anything violates its its regulations within the hour. Global. And it's global. not done within the hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or fixed within the hour. Four percent, yeah. Every time it happens. Four percent fine. Every time. Yeah, so if something happened today, happened tomorrow, you get fined twice, that's life, you know? Once happens. they find you get Every day for the year. Yeah, yeah. You get fined. Yeah, that's that's steep though. Yeah, that is no I'm joke. Sorry, I'm though. not thinking about how bad that could be if it even happens more than once in a day. Oof. Yeah, because that's revenue, not profit. Yes. Yeah, so there's there's no guarantee that you have to make any profit after these fines are done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you could go on though, real quick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. As for what GDPR and their and their um, and their consequences are, mm. that could be debated as to how much they charge people. Mm. As for the fact that they're keeping people in check, and as to what they do with people's data and all these things, I think that should stay. 
I think they should have hit it. But I don't know. As to the as to what GDPR hit, hits them with, nah, that four percent. That's a different. That's a different. If you haven't realized, he look at him in five minutes four percent. Now I don't know. Like they, 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 yeah, they've been like they've been in their P's and Q's after this came out. Things have been it's better. A, like yeah. they, they, they have. I don't say P's and Q's. They still have issues. Mm. Well, yeah, that mm. are coming to light. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it should. I think they should still have some standard to hold them against some sort of lines for them to stay within, so that everything seems copacetic. Yeah, I believe so. Um. Because what happens outside of those things? What happens outside of not being held up against this one-hour basis, or what? What happens within that? Yeah, but GDPR is EU, mm-hmm. right? So, what is it that they're gonna take the credit for Facebook's cleanup internationally? That Facebook's doing a better job because India had the roughest time of any country yeah. when it came to one of Facebook's accessories. When WhatsApp, they had yeah. that WhatsApp the fake genocide, were dying. yeah, incitement over WhatsApp fake news. And um, I don't want to use the term they got over it, but things got better. They fixed it, they addressed it, and it's not going to happen again. It's not hearing about it, but right? they didn't get over it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if, is it that all Facebook's cleanup is purely because GDPR became a thing, or if it is that Facebook, if it is that the market itself and the user base would have always kept them in check regardless? Because hashtag delete Facebook, I don't know, for all our talk of GDPR, I feel like the billions of dollars that they lost in that one day, you remember that one day? <laughs> the billions hashtag delete Facebook. Yeah, yeah when the that bill, dropped. When they had to go and at the, the 19, end of the quarter. Was it 19? Was it 19? Yeah. I can't remember. It was 19 million. It was 19. It was 19. It was 19. It was 19. Because when I heard it, it I was like, that's insane. Hot 19. Yeah. When they had to go and announced their numbers at the end of that quarter mm. wall street heard that pain yeah but then remember hyper it was a lot pain. because mark actually dropped in his um in his ranking in yeah his i remember i yeah. remember that he ranked but that doesn't necessarily mean 19 is a very specific number i'm not gonna put stick myself on 19. yeah everybody's gonna say it's a lot right it's a big deal so like i want every market and the people and some form of just like regular legislation would have kept this all in check because it's only an EU specific situation. It could have been that they have different rules for the EU and Maybe. continue like business as usual everywhere else if they wanted, but they didn't do that. You know, because public perception was, was bad. Or maybe the GDPR acted at like a catalyst where it moved it a little faster than it because they would have fixed it. Even in one of the articles that are coming up when they mention that they want the platform to be healthy. It's not that they're not fixing. It's not that they don't know. They want it to be better. It's just that this may have just been the thing that sped it up. Mm. They would have just taken their time and go about it. Mm. And when these scandals happen, they try to clean it up. To say that they try to plan for scandals to happen now and then put in measures on all these things that they're now forced to do because they didn't want to get hit with no more fines. It just speeded up. Mm. Could be. The Jumana correction is... I'm, I'm really left-leaning, so... The Jumana correction, people uh, think it's 19%. Oh, wow. 19%. They lost okay. $123 billion. Okay. <laughs> I, know my 19, I know my 19 came from somewhere, though. Wow. They lost $123 billion. Cheese. With a B. Oh, oh, Capital. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I know I remember that. I feel like... I feel like... Um, I feel like that was going to be... I think that was going to get anybody into shape. Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> that picture is very fitting. I, yeah, I mean, do that, but that picture is fitting. Yeah. But what's interesting about this is that um, if the UK leaves, 
and they don't adhere to this. Because the idea they have to adhere to this is not necessarily true because the rest of the world doesn't and everywhere is fine still. The EU will still have it even if UK doesn't and Facebook is still going to get better even if UK doesn't, right? But while this Brexit turmoil has been going on and this is how stories link into each other, Facebook remember the story or the little tidbit that didn't seem important about Facebook expanding aggressively their offices in the UK yeah. mm-hmm. and Google having aggressively expanded earlier in 2018 mm-hmm. amidst this Brexit times. Yeah. I think they've been planning for this, they've been waiting for this Brexit, this no deal Brexit to see if they could capitalize fully on this because I'll tell you one thing, I mean UK abandons this, looser privacy laws means better advertising. and. UK also happens to be the headquarters of a large advertising industry yeah. agency mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. That is, I don't know, that, that sounds like war drums to me. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It sounds like war drums. It sounds like Facebook and Google. We're coming in your backyard, though. They're right <laughs> in your face. We're here to stay. We're here to, we're here to, we're here to cause some real, real rupture. So I think that if the UK does not adhere to the stringent GDPR, because GDPR is maybe good today, mm-hmm. but it's something that builds and could be bad tomorrow. Like they had this link out legislation that they were going to have for um, copyright proceedings, where even memes could be considered as copyrighted material, and they would have to pay for those as well. Oof. You see how this gets real disgusting? Yeah, it can, it can mess with the, with the platform itself and growth as a new thing comes Yeah, it could strangle. What's native to the platform? Yeah. You think what's native there? Yeah, feed, yeah. Feed, look at memes, right? It could definitely oppress, oppress the platform's potential. And I think that that is all intentional because who is breathing down the necks of these kind of these of these governments? Mm, WPP is UK based. Yeah. Publicist is France based. So these are the two two of the biggest out of the four biggest. One of them being the biggest mm-hmm. advertising agencies in the world, in the world yeah. and they have been notoriously criticised, especially by disruptors, for being behind the times and what digital marketing is supposed to be. And right now they're getting audit from the bigger brands as to how effectively they're spending their money. And even internally, their staff and their board owners are happy with how their performance is doing. This is the idea they found out got forced off from WPV. Well, we read about it. We read about yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, him and his $85 million. Half, you want to be $85 million. $85 million. million. One, one, two, he took $85 million for the year. $85 million. And then left. What? <laughs> Against the, the 33% of board members that were dissatisfied. Forget the 41 before that. The 41 oh, yeah. before that. Yeah. When 16% were dissatisfied. And he decided to do whatever he wants on it. Which was like matching the, 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 the annual revenue or profits from like smaller firms. His, <laughs> his, his bonus payout was matching that of smaller Which firms. Which was performance yeah. based. Yeah. And then what happened with his bonus? Yeah, yes, yeah exactly. exactly. But it's a, his bonus payout was more than the CEO payment from most of the other companies. Right, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Even the second, even the second highest paid, yeah. his bonus pay was still more than that. A lot more. Yeah. I, love I don't understand that. It wasn't even close. It was real confusing. It wasn't even close. Like, that was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So I think that that is um that is very intentional that they picked that they picked it during to these times. On. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was all strategy, all strategy. And I think that hopefully if they play their cards right, they may be able to to cause some major disruption. And they have some larger advertising, or at least digitally, socially charged advertising firms. One of the largest in the world, right there in the UK as well, right? So, this could go really well for them. I mean, comparatively, they're small. We're talking more like six, seven, eight million pounds, mm-hmm. right? They're now expanding into three other countries. But it's still a big business compared to most other businesses in the world, right? Yeah. So, Wait, if you have Facebook and Google to? next door, you're doing well. Social change. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we'll see how this plays out. But I'm interested to follow this story mm-hmm. and see how this unfolds. We could be we could be witnessing the end of a dynasty here. Uh, advertising giants, um, yeah. brother. Oh no, I didn't know. I, 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 I think that they. We have we all say this about things. Them, eh? they realize too late. Too late. But it's already it's already ended for them. It's already started. It's already started, and it's too late in the game now. Yeah, because because for them to restructure their whole business will cost too much money. Yeah, yeah, and these guys will fall first, and then you know guys like IPG who is in America, mm. they just they're trying to move a little faster, but they're gonna fall too, mm. and then it's all gonna it's all gonna change. Because nah, they're all part of the brotherhood. I think those Americans are gonna actually get it. Actually, gonna get a lot swifter. Yeah, because those I, and on, those American on, on, on agencies, on these guys. Nah. Yeah, on Mikama, I think you get more consistent. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I well, think that over you. there, yeah, the voices about disruption and social are much louder, and businesses are being built in the states on the back, on of, the social, back of social every day, mm-hmm. every day, every day. Yeah, a lot of stars, I'll say a lot. Yeah, of stars, a lot, a lot, a lot. lot. This is for the thousand million dollar businesses. Slime businesses. This fellow who I'm talking this business, I think he reached like three billion, and I think what was it a year or something like that? I think he built off the back of social media. I'll find it before the end of the podcast. Find it. Is it yeah. tech or? It's tech. Okay. Yeah. It. You cannot have children. You cannot have children. <laughs> children making <laughs> six, seven figures selling slime on the back of social and then sit down in boardroom and tell people that social doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the UK. Well, I just, I, not to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. That happens in the States. Everyone is making money. Six figures. Mm-hmm. The information selling, selling all sorts on the back. Wish. I don't know where Wish was based or. They left from um, the engineers from Google. Yeah. That's five billion. That's five years, right? Depending on who you are, three to six billion. So. Right in Silicon. Yeah, from right zero to three or six billion dollars. Because they realize the growth of it. Yeah. Yeah, right there in Silicon. So, which is not public? Huh? Nah, nah, it's not. Oh wow. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if they do. Yeah. That'd be a huge IPO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's all social. All literally every cent has been on the back of Facebook advertising up until this year. And then there are some who shifted their focus in growth and, and used some of social as well, like Fashion Nova and these guys who also built large businesses from it. Yeah, yeah. So And then they complain about social mm-hmm. when we heard about it's toasted. Mad men. Mad men rule the world. Yeah. What? So I think that this is they are right for disruption, and um, I think that this 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 consideration of them believing those seventy eight percent of marketers I think have a vested interest in saying that UK should stay should stay there because they don't want to have to invest and find and remodel themselves behind oh, the, new, the new world. I understand that point now. Yeah, I think that's they don't want about. to actually yeah do the work. Yeah, and you have to have the creative talent to pull this off at scale. Yeah. You know, it's no longer about that one ad and that nonsense banner ads that no one's going to click anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't get away with this anymore. You have to put in real work and make real creative all the time for all different demographics consistently and map them accordingly. Like That's a whole bunch of good hires. This is good all, hires are not easy are to new do. Yeah, this are new, a while, yeah. These are new businesses. They have Brand to become new. whole new businesses, exactly. And they probably have to use all the resources money-wise to pump into it to facilitate all these new things. Yeah. So I think that's what's... I understand that point. Yeah. Let's move on. More than 300 million people now use Facebook stories and Messenger stories daily. Um, Double verify. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Double verify, which is also the ad platform, the ad, the ad agency that they're teaming up with to improve their stories, right? Well, the viewability of their story ads. Yeah, they're one of the mainest. The main. 
organizations mm. that will oversee and give you actual consistent third party data mm. on what happens on the back end that is not tainted so so to say yeah. it's not it's just actual data and, and give it to of, any, yeah, independent yeah, yeah. of anyone independent and they say as it grows you will see more things leave feed and go on to story mm-hmm. and then the reason why double verify works so well is because there's um there's a certain, a certain type of fraud there's two types of fraud that goes on one is GIVT and then SIVT. Mm. And SIVT is the main one. This is always happening on the back end where people are trying to hack these systems, trying to get more views, more CPMs, all these kind of things. Mm. And that's why they, 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 um, they're doing that partnership with Double Verify because they don't have that point of weakness that fraudsters can get in and taint all these numbers. So advertisers uh. are really happy about this because they know that the data is real. They yeah. can tell that the stories are working. They can tell that the, the content is working. Yeah. So that that jump that they made there without verify is a good one for um, mm. for Facebook and well all their counterparts because they'll use it for IG they'll use it for WhatsApp and wherever else they go from now on. Mm. Interesting that they started straight at stories and nowhere else. It's like they they realized that it would have been redundant to start anywhere mm-hmm. else because stories are today and stories are in some places the future. But story advertising, story <laughs> ads, story ads. If nothing is it taken is, away yeah. from this listen, story ads are it. They are the be all and the holy grail. They are, they are, they are. Just as video is to the feed, story ads are to the placement yeah. in yeah. general. Yeah, that functionality of a story ad yeah. link out. No, it will vary for others, but they also show you that data amongst all your other placements. Mm. So they show you the story and they show you like feed and messages and whatever the case is. That story is just through the roof. Mm. It's just through the roof. So. And the discount of people there, that 3 million people is, is quite a lot because 300 million people, 300 million. users, come and Snapchat has what, 400 users, they have 198 active users, but they're on the same level as, the, as the daily users. Yeah, I think they have like 186 daily users on Snap, so that's actually... I hate to compare things to Snap because no, that's, it puts that's, Snap in such a bad place. That's daily active users. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that was said yeah. daily. I said daily of the yeah. entire of the entire platform. Yeah. Itself. Whereas yeah. this is just one portion of it. No, this is also daily. No, I mean one portion of the platform. Oh, yeah. Stories, not the rest of things that they engage with. Yeah, but stories is basically Messenger. Messenger's whole platform is stories and inbox. Mm-hmm. So basically, stories is all Messenger. Messenger really has. Well, now they have a Discover as well, mm-hmm. right? So. Messenger stories is actually a really big deal. Facebook stories, I do think that that, that number needs to be taken into consideration compared to the amount of users that you have on Facebook to begin mm-hmm. with. So 300 out of 2.2, mil, 2.2 billion, there's a question mark there, mm-hmm. you know, because that's just converting people that are already in your ecosystem just to use another feature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there seems to be some friction about them using that feature. That to me is more concerning of a statistic that is only 300 million but we'll see how that goes it's been growing quickly right mm-hmm. and they kind of lump facebook and messenger stories no. together it's not though, each. Right? yeah i don't it's, know why they keep doing it's that. not each which makes me feel like it's even further inflated mm-hmm. because they're lumping it because it could be weighted in one direction we it could it. be facebook mm-hmm. now somehow they said they separate the daily and daily active ah right okay. So, ah, yeah, that, that's, that was make sense. No, they say Snapchat daily active is 186, but their daily users is 400 mm. million, right? Mm. So, like, what? no, they say here that Facebook, sorry, it's daily. Facebook and Messenger, two right. days together, yeah. But what, what is, is the daily, daily active? active? That's what I want to find out. Okay. 
Because you can have people that are an average of people that are cycling in and out for a day, mm. but maybe some of those people that are cycling in and Activity out don't, different, yeah. don't won't, actually won't come back it, yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just happen to catch them on that day and you won't catch them again until next month. Mm-hmm. So I see that there's a differentiation to be made between daily, which is just an average, and daily active, active which yeah. are people that are see? both daily and active. That's so that's I, another thing here. That's why I give that plight at the beginning. These headlines, <laughs> headlines <laughs> yeah. they're really yeah. off. They make you think things and then you have a whole conversation about something that isn't actually what's going on. It's crazy. But yeah. now, that's still a lot though. That's still a lot. But stories grow. That's still a lot. It is. The watchdogness of stories has to happen on the back end. That's why they have that. And advertisers are going to flock to it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until they kill it. Mm-hmm. But uh, while it's good, we'll enjoy it. Yes. We'll reap the benefits of it. And we continue ourselves. looking for the other developing space. Yes. Because that's always where the... Yeah. Where the benefit's gonna be. They always incentivize Because as this one is growing, you should take you should let's say if you put eighty percent of your attention on this mm-hmm. and put twenty percent on what's coming up next. Because exactly. that's because it's gonna happen so fast. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when this hits like a billion or anything like that, I feel that's at its peak. Maybe it'd be like seven hundred, eight hundred million. And then it's gonna you're gonna start to see the rest go to whatever this new portion is. Mm. I don't know what it is yet. I don't know if you all have any guesses what that new place is going to be where people are going to live more. I don't know, but we'll see. Remember, this is the end of 2018, 2019. Mm. WhatsApp ads are supposed to begin. Yes. That's one. And two, WhatsApp is the fastest growing story platform yeah. of any oh, platform yeah. in the world. So, and we discussed that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's by itself. That's not WhatsApp and Facebook stories. That's just WhatsApp. They, that's they, they made yeah. sure what stories were perfect. And yeah. it didn't Got have it. to go through the process of when stories were growing like the other platforms. Yeah. So when they dropped it on WhatsApp, it was already native. It was already perfect. You train with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. The custom, the, the behavior was already there. Yeah. So what's up? What's up is gonna make a kill. Yeah, you go on IG, some big things. I think IG has more users. I think IG. IG has like four hundred million um story, story users. users. So you go on IG and then you try to go into that story. That's why they also and I think that they're aware of it. That's why they have different ways to get people to talk to you in the story without leaving the story. Because unlike WhatsApp, where you will jump into a status yeah, and, and then you just go straight into reply and it's all right, right there. Mm-hmm. When you go on Instagram, you jump into the reply, you jump into the DM, it gets weird. Yeah, yeah. Instantly gets That's why they've been working on that. So, yeah, Actually, every, so everyone's from checking the time out. Of thinking about that swipe up. Exactly. The reply is over. over. <laughs> so, everybody's yeah. everyone's really consuming stories on IG. But then to follow up on the stories on IG, there's some friction that this the dairy brand. But I, I, I think they realize that, so that's, that's why they're trying to fix their DMs. To yeah. Make it more no. Yeah. This, more social. Yeah, more this social might be small of a point, right? Just on the behavior of, of of how people are when they're on stories, right? I'll just give myself as a reference. If I have someone on my phone that I don't really converse with, right? But I still have them on WhatsApp, mm. and they put up a story, and I reply to that story, it's much more natural. Yes. It's not as weird as yes. Yes. No, that's true. That's the true. same situation on Instagram. Like I follow someone we don't really interact, but I go into reply to them and I jump in the DMs. Uh, yes. it, it, it don't matter. We talk about this in the car. We talk about this in the car. Strange. We talk about this in the car. When we're coming along, and we 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 saw something someone, and we're like, we should message. Oh, oh yeah, and then we're like, Ooh, weird. boy, don't have them on WhatsApp." And yeah, then like, yeah. And I'm like, "But I'm Instagram." I was like, "I'm talking about them in a while. That's real. That's real weird." Oh, but if it was WhatsApp, no problem. Yeah, it would have been a hit up. Hey, that would have been no scene. So I think that's what's going on there. So three hundred million people. They're behind the three hundred mark for for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are growing faster than anyone before them. Snapchat grew. Instagram grew faster. 
Facebook and Messenger grew faster than that, and WhatsApp mm-hmm. growing the fastest. So it's just yeah. to pay attention to the story trend mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Stories don't seem to be going anywhere. People thought our stories would be a fad. No, clearly not. It's crazy. You made a point earlier. Which, uh, what will be the next one? I don't think we should think what's the next one because I'm we need we need we need, we need to react to the situation because exactly the, I was that next one to... is based on the audience mm. and what they what they decide. Okay, I yeah. like this. I yeah. want this. I'm gonna be here, and we need we need to be. Anyone or they need to be fans mm-hmm. to react to that change. Yeah, it's not that story. It was necessarily the stroke of genius that made it happen. Mm-hmm. It's just that people happen to like stories. <laughs> That's so it. it will always be like that. Because even if stories were fun, even if you could like, advertise in stories and it was a fad, it would have still been a good idea to advertise in stories while it was a fad. And then when it died, you leave. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a point to not to cancel, sorry. Looking at what the next one's going to be, but whatever is popping, fat or not. Mm-hmm. They mark does need to be a little bit a little less precious about what they're going to invest their advertising to and react to whatever is yeah. showing the most return at the time. Cause that and there's no reason not to. Enough, yeah, one day it might leave. Mm-hmm. But while it's there it's really good, use mm-hmm. it. You know, it might yeah. leave. That's yeah. like saying, you know, I have some ham here, one day it might finish. I shouldn't eat any. What? <laughs> it makes no sense. That was delicious. Uh, sorry, no offense to the non pork eaters. Still delicious. So, we can move on to, um, to the other section. The best marketing stunts, activations, and odd creations of 2018. 2018. <sighs> so, these. these these companies are super. All right, sorry. Let me not say these companies because when you when you go into the research, you realize it's a lot of agencies that do them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the company. So I'm not gonna give the companies the the praise. No, but, but some they, of these agencies they have are to really, sign off. They have to sign off. Right, but some of these agencies are really creative. I was looking at some this morning. Some of the likes of McDonald's with the W flip, and they happened. They did that overnight, mm. right? And people just jumped on and it's like, "What's up with this? Mm. What's, what's going on here?" Mm. Right. Then there's the likes of um, Deadpool that mm. photobombed so many different so movies many. and they just input so them much, so, so yeah. much fourth world breaking right. yes. so <laughs> then there were other ones down the list like Budweiser that did a campaign in Africa I believe yeah no yeah it's in Africa oh it's like Budweiser and it, it turned out it turned mm. out to be um, one of the biggest music ad campaigns ever where they were they realized that in in history gone back a lot of musicians they drank Budweiser and a lot of big concerts a lot of big things that happened Budweiser happened to be in the images mm. so what they just wow. did was like if they know that a concert that happened in 1960 it was pretty big and people know the concert they'll just be like they they put up these ads all over the place they were like 1968 something something concert Budweiser search it and when you search it you see all these memorable moments and it turns out to be the, one of the biggest music campaigns oh, that's wonderful. ever it wasn't wow. meant to be it was just you know a Budweiser campaign yeah. it was wonderful. pretty big and then there were others that stepped into like AR with Nat Geo doing these AR helmets to give people, you know, the, the immersive experience of space. There were so many that people did. And I guess there were some that didn't make the list. But I always love to see when brands take this step to do something totally different. You know, sometimes it's just for brand alone. And it turns out to be really nice. It, it's sometimes fun, sometimes memorable, nostalgic. So many things happen, but it makes it feel more personal it oh. grows a connection with the brand you know i could be wrong i really right? love it but i actually think that nostalgic content once done properly has a lot mm. of reach 
Mm-hmm. So you see that in the side. Well, when people can look back and then it makes it a bit fun mm-hmm. and the experience they had, that 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 that, that, that the content or that nostalgic marketing, mm-hmm. I find that that has a lot of reach. I agree. I think that is. I think, but I think that's just one of a lot of a lot of pillars that have that kind of effect. So I yeah, think nostalgia has has does. I think nostalgia is undervalued. <clears throat> I think it's underrated. I think that one of the great things about nostalgia is that it limits your group for you, mm-hmm. because you know it will only apply to people that were around at the height yeah. of its success, all right, or whatever <laughs> that niche is. So I think nostalgia plays really, really well. But again, like, happiness also plays really, really well. So yeah, there were so many of things right, that they played. That also the pillars like, that do well. Nostalgia is, yeah. yeah, I think nostalgia is pretty underrated. Like the Nigeria one was just like fascination, something you've never really engaged mm. in before. Like this immersive space thing, all of those things you can play on. Still waiting for Deadpool to have his own Twitter account. I don't, know who, I don't know who's missing the mark on this. I don't know who's but missing like, the mark on this. I keep please. looking for it. I keep checking my Twitter every now and then, every couple of months or so. I'm still waiting for Deadpool to have his own Twitter I account. I find he can jump in and hit, hit McDonald's on Twitter. He can hit McDonald's and read your audio on Twitter. Deadpool, Somebody needs to come Deadpool is, is just but like, the ultimate brand. He can yeah, do whatever he wants. Yeah. Because he's dead. Whatever he wants, exactly. People know him as that. Somebody's putting shot in this. I Somebody hit and do it. Nah, like, I think they get in there. But like see. these, these stunts, these stunts, um, they can't be overlooked. This it takes a lot of time, a lot of research, a lot of planning to get it done right. I actually disagree totally. You know, you I think, think it's, it's like the opposite. A... Yeah, I think it's the total opposite. I think that what these stunts show, because how pranks and stuff in there, when these always throwing shade, like I actually oh, think that. Okay. I actually think that um. What this has done, and I think this happens at every every disruption and social is, not, is actually not the first. Mm-hmm. So I think now with every disruption, there comes a time where every marketer has to remind themselves of what marketing is mm-hmm. and start over. I think they, they don't make it so doctored. Maybe. There's a lot of because you have to because after you learn what it is, you have to kind of teach it. And yeah. what ends up happening is that you teach it into the structure, whatever's there at the time. Mm-hmm. So you teach it within the confines of the status quo so you have a lot of marketing students marketing and marketing jobs mm-hmm. but they don't they are unable to adapt to the fundamental nature of marketing mm-hmm. which is just attention and then means attention acquiring attention maintenance mm-hmm. while you communicate your message in a way that gets them to do what you want that's it and you see it with radio to tv people come in the radio as they put it on tv the people decide well but we make a really good show and what if we made a production mm-hmm. Like what shows on TV, mm-hmm. but shorter for the ad space. Boom, television ads were born, and that was really good. Procter and Gamble is now yeah. billions. Yeah. Companies that make it native, when these decide, what if instead of advertising on Twitter, retweeted? You made a brand on Twitter. But wow, you know who I think is not <laughs> following. There's there's a company yeah. down here that's well not down here, but in this region that's following that model. Mm. They're not kind of getting their groove. They're not kind of getting their voice. But I, I, I commend them for the, the efforts that they're doing. You know, it's a, a telecommunications company down here. Yeah, I use them. They're my provider. All right, I yeah, yeah, call yeah. Name, yeah. Ooh, right? Yeah, but they're getting into it. They're getting into it much faster than the other bigger one. You know, mm. and I, I give them 10 points to try because they start replying. Wow, they try really good. They've been trying. They've been, re, they've been replying to so many different things. Like they reply to other company ads. Mm. They reply to personal ads. Yes, they yes. reply to and anything. They yes. And they're pretty funny. Yeah. They're pretty I funny. Whoever is that guy or yeah. team, yeah. I give I them that. 10 points. Now they have to make sure they don't misstep because you can misstep really badly. 
especially when they go into some some um, political lines because they do reply on some political things but they need to know what they're doing mm. so once they continue along those those nice clear-cut lines and they, they give them that free reign to do what they can mm. then it goes back to the real heart of marketing you know that grabbing that attention and they've been doing a good job new space new rules someone called me we were on the phone the other day and someone was telling us about what seo seo with web 1.0 this one was like 10 15 years behind yeah. this 20 i watched that 30 one 30 year I, old brand i should have told like, him i should have told him a lot of things but i watched it. i truly did not know who he was you did not know yeah. who he was dude, this dude was i just came back years. to trinidad 30 he i was, was just so like surprised. no i'm here since i'm born oh and he was like so how you don't know about my brand i'm like really do you really they want are the fashion brands yeah. they are fashion brands in trinidad that don't have any amazing ads right but I know about them because yeah. they're always in my feed because they've been spending all their money on they've been spending all their money on Facebook ads from about 2016 till about the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. So I know them by name, right? And I think most people do, and it shows because they're the fastest growing page in um Trina and mm-hmm. right? I don't know that fellow. I have never heard of him. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe I may have heard the name before. But I'm really not sure. It's and for 30 years? Yeah. 30 years. 30 years, sure. That company is not too far from where we are now. On the map. Yeah, it's, they it's, are right, it's right over the highway. I didn't even realize that. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. The, yeah. If you see our poor pages. And this man's on what SEO. Well, SEO doesn't even exist anymore to begin mm-hmm. with, right? Because AI technology and algorithmic technology has involved, evolved way past the spectrum of what SEO could provide for you. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. they need to have traffic. You need to have consistent traffic and the algorithm is going to deduce any air is going to deduce the quality of the traffic that you have so people are clicking and leaving call that bounce rate they're not gonna apply that right mm-hmm. how many people stay people switching tabs they don't count that mm-hmm. this is a different world is that that's what google owns that. the browser that the people are browsing on mm-hmm. they don't need to just rely on the click link of the search they know everything google doesn't turn off their maps they're so data hungry they keep breaking the law most seo videos will start off by telling you seo does not really exist here's a format that will make it easier for people to read what you have on your page so you know make it more pleasant but they still have to come there they still have to want to be there yep you still have to have consistent activity these are all just common sense things there's, there's no seo anymore they have web crawlers we are way past the era of seo yeah. seo is an all fancy term for just making sure your site is is decent and making sure a little description Wait. on your google box mm-hmm. is pointing to what your site's about so I, when i see it there i'll go further and then when i actually go in it still has to have what i need to find because i'm going to leave and they're going to count as bounce rate mm-hmm. so i need to go in there See what I find, scroll. Cause they check your scroll time and everything, so they yeah. know if you're reading or looking. Like yeah. that game's done. I think yeah. it's been done for years, mm-hmm. and people are still trying to do that. Like yeah, living inside this fast. I think they want to stay there. But they the don't people who don't live in the present lose. Locally, internationally, they lose. Yeah, I have no wits about him dying. Yeah, he's gonna die. People who live in the future are not doing anything in the present. Yeah, yeah he 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 he. Gonna die. Because even if you even if you were out here for twenty eight years and you were doing good work and things are working, mm. that doesn't mean you need to act like that. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Yeah. Even if it's everything aside from that or what you want to do or not, you don't need to act like that. Mm-hmm. You need to act like you're the, the greatest and the, the biggest because there's always room for improvement. Yeah. And you're not a millionaire because you answer in the front desk phone. So that, I mean, so you. Sorry to say that is, but you ain't shit. <laughs> Sorry. You could have just been in on that day. 
You could have guessed Still, it on that Nah, from this one? Mm-mm. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Comments and complaints? And yeah. you, nah. Yeah. Unless he's really into it. But even if he was really into his business, though, mm. then he would have been a little more involved in that conversation, a little more interested. But people are selling snake oil to her. And that's also another point. People are selling snake oil out here. Mm. And they are selling Web 1.0 services, yeah, just like the biggest agencies. Everybody going to know what snake oil means. So snake oil? Yeah. Oh, snake oil is just... Um, Snake oil is not a snake oil salesman, it's a scam artist basically. Okay. Or selling fraudulent services or services that do not do the things that they are advertised to. Right. Kind of like fake medication and stuff like that. Yeah, or the all natural ripoffs, snake oil. Right, right. You can get it. Because there are natural ones that work. So I say all natural ripoffs, right? Yeah, that's what snake oil is. It's certain services that didn't work a year, um, 10 years yeah, ago. We know some advertisers in that space. Boy, that's not even. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's move on. No, 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 no. we're gonna go there. No. Not gonna, here, <laughs> but we have some content coming down the pipeline. Oh yeah, that's gonna, gonna that's gonna work on. We're gonna wake some people up. This is this is absolutely atrocious. It, this that is madness. Actually, I think I'm gonna get into this. I'm gonna say it here, and then we're gonna rip this. Do, do we're it. gonna rip this audio here, and, and I'm gonna it. put it up on the well, side. I'm gonna find other places to put this audio to educate people on the kind of nonsense that's going on. Or maybe I might do a redo after I listen to it over for another audio strip. To put out there and get into a bit into it a bit more, because these you know how you know something really doesn't work. Whenever something is working, there's always whenever there's a disruption, there's always a school or a series of businesses that explode on the back of it that have been native to whatever the explosion was at the time. So today we have businesses like on the back of social we have um, Wish. Mm-hmm. Right, going, which is probably the most explosive thing I've ever seen, zero to yeah. five billion. Like there are other people like Fashion Nova, etc. But which is massive. That's what I was talking about. Fashion Nova. No. Wish. Wish. Oh, yeah. 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 Right, three billion. Yeah. yeah five years. Three yeah. billion. Three to six billion. Yeah. Yeah. Wish. Right. When you go back to Wish online retailer, when you go back to Google, mm-hmm. which was a disruptor at the time, Amazon. Yeah. Just the head to the. Yeah. I mean, who don't know Amazon? And you go back time. before that to television, you had Procter and Gamble. Right, but before to radio, you had personalities, right? So, like TV show host personalities, yeah. some of the older ones that we have today, mm-hmm. right? So, there's always something that explodes on the back of it, right? Nothing has ever exploded on the back of banner ads <laughs> and freaking um, billboards and shit. Nothing has ever exploded on the back of SEO. Let me tell you what, what came close. Let me tell you what came close, right? There was a website bubble that developed in the early days of the internet. People were paying a lot of money for domains, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That the name of people's domain was worth a lot, hundreds of thousands of dollars for domain. And, and that was a business, buying and selling domains. So at that point, you need to get as many people or as much traction or as much traffic, no matter how weak as possible to be able to then flip the domain at a very, very, very high price. Mm-hmm. Or something that costs almost nothing, right? Because there's not much overheads involved in traffic building. But then you don't end the court. Mm. <laughs> and, and it all stopped. And it all stopped. You understand? A simple court matter and it was all the end of that. I was with Cristiano Ronaldo when he wanted his name. But the fella had his name. And when yeah. he wanted to charge him for his name for his site. Yeah. Took him right to court. Took him to court. And that was the end of that. All over. Google got themselves together. And cut that it. out. And that was the end of the S. That was the, that was the end of the website bubble. The dot com bubble. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, this is crazy. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. 
<laughs> now maybe some people would have built some brand equity on the back of whatever traffic that they were using these things to improve upon mm-hmm. but google ad was really the foundation of what made this work mm-hmm. or what was working sorry right because that stayed so google adwords and your click through and your your ranking your relative ranking based on how you were able to use the Google AdWords when it was cheaper, is what was really the defining factor. And your ability to build brand on it was really the defining factor because you were investing that money back into your AdWords and back into your brand. You were investing that money into domains. Domains are very expensive. You know I could do it $100,000? Not buy a domain. <laughs> I could build my brand and build more AdWords. Get more ads and develop my website because back then websites were expensive. Yeah. Right? It wasn't like so easily facilitated. So... Um, that lack of mm-hmm. seeing what's new mm. and that also had a reverence for things that are past and that lack of involvement into what really happened is leading a lot of business owners astray and a lot of a lot of agencies are really taking advantage of them for it because while we have brands here that are doing obviously good work on the back of social and it shouldn't surprise anyone we have bigger brands that aren't doing very well Mm-hmm. Some of the biggest bands in the world that aren't doing it very well. Mm-hmm. And Chrysler had their order just the other day. So this it was bad. Boy. But some brands have even right revived on this. Mm-hmm. You know? Kraft, for one. You mentioned Budweiser right. is another. So clearly it has it it works. Extra gum. But extra but, gum? Oh yeah. But some things aren't even outdated, they're just bad. Yeah. They've just always been bad. <sighs> Blockchain developer is 2018's most growing job sector. We're on web. We are looking into. We are developing web 3.0, yeah. the third iteration of the internet. Third edition. Third edition of the internet. Right now we're on the second. Mm-hmm. So that's why we do that apps and services and cross cross platform mm-hmm. communication phones to phones to tablets to desktops mm-hmm. to apps to programs to to browsers. All right. And people are still doing web 1.0 tactics. Don't call nobody in. No, they do web 1.0 revised edition. Cut and change up a little bit. <laughs> we, we want these platforms to be healthy. Why top marketers won't quit Facebook after 2018 scandals? Because it's the best place to put your ads. The priority for most marketers is a return on advertising spend. <laughs> And despite and its privacy problems, Facebook continues <laughs> so to deliver plenty of return on advertising spend. No, I, I don't know if that's no, I read the article and some of these biggest, some of the biggest um, people in some of the biggest businesses, like Clorox and some of them, they have the Clorox is actually one of the biggest businesses in the world, and they yeah. don't just sell bleach. Mm. There was only guys who they yeah. they firmly believe that Facebook is not bad. Facebook yeah. is not out here mm, grabbing mm. data and all these things. They're just a little bit naive and they're not growing up about the mistakes that they make. That's all they believe. They're like, if you make a mistake, be growing up about it and be growing up about the actual thing that you have here. Facebook is a mountain of data. It is all of these things and things can go bad. Yeah. That's all they believe. They don't believe that Facebook is out here trying to steal and, and be this, this little... What is the word I'm looking for? Yeshivas? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Or just in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so either. They don't believe that. These are, some the biggest, these are some of the biggest... Yeah. Biggest names in the business. Then it's not even in their best interest to be those people. Yeah. It's they always in their interest to have these things that happen. They're, they're, not, trying they're not trying to happen. Yeah. So, and then the next article comes after, which mentioning that, you know, 
Char- um, Cheryl and March just stepped down, but that's not the case. That's not, it's, that's not the case. All right, guys. Yeah. They keep waiting for that, right? For March to step down? Yeah, because... One dollar, yeah? Oh, oh March, that's true. That's true. Mark doesn't pay himself. Yeah. Mark cares about the payment. Mark they makes what way too much money to pay himself. They think His investments and dividends pay him much better than anything. They think some Facebook needs some yeah. sort of external, but still internal government. because it's, it's being paid through Facebook. Some sort of body or voice that tends to all of these things. Mm. Let, leave Mark and Cheryl to not say anything. Because mm. sometimes when they get in the mix, it gets a little crazy and they're a little standoffish. Mm. But they should just have a voice that tends to all of these things, that come to the forefront, that owns up all of these things. Now they have a communications, a communications well, yeah, sheet that I think that they got just, um, just a few months ago. So mm-hmm. I guess... That's them fine tuning that. I do feel like there needs to be. I actually think it works in Facebook's favor mm-hmm. that Mark's talk, Mark talks as much as he does. Mm-hmm. Because, especially amidst these privacy concerns, it's very, very easy for things to seem mysterious and like really dark dealings and black market information trading is going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And a faceless corporation in a time like that looks really bad. When Mark is standing up there to your face and he's like, what kind of shippiness is this? And you say it like that. You might disagree with him. But if he's a lot more personal, now you're thinking yeah. that maybe you and, and, Mark, are having, you and Mark are having a disagreement about what you all think is a problem. Yeah. You're like, Mark, this is nonsense. And Mark is like, well, this is really what happens. We're working on it. But honestly, I think that you all are blowing this out of proportion, proportion yeah. compared to other things. And there are some points to be made there in terms of the amount of attention paid to social isn't isn't paid to any other things mm-hmm. um is definitely is definitely a thing privacy concerns have always been there you don't hear people coming on and banks about it publicly in the media all the time but i think that there's a statistic that credit card users use over in excess of a thousand dollars on average a year in like hidden fees or something no just lost yes that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah average. Where and they, how, where they, where they talking? Talking? I don't even want to ask. But I need to, I need to get, um, I need to double check that statistic. I'll be, I'll be certain. I remember. No, it does. We don't have to latch onto the thousand parts of it. Yeah. But we do need to latch onto the fact that this also happened. Privacy concerns and in um issues happen in other markets as well. But no one talks about it. That's not a big deal. And some are maybe worse like banks, I don't know. Mm. But it could be even worse because now it's real money. Real money leaving people's pockets. Not my data, not my yeah. messages that you, my dog. That's what it's I'm saying. Not, this is it's real, real money. This real, is real this pain. Is I could have bought a lot people, of People, I like it's dollars. so sinister when they take your <laughs> message. Like they just go and serve you more ads. You still have to... You still have to tell yourself that you get yourself a brand new iPhone 10. It's not even that, no. It's the fact that... Okay, so they took our data and whatnot. But... In the end of it, it made our experience better. Mm-hmm. That's, right? that's but then we still get mad. That's another now, thing too. You have better targeted ads. Okay, key, fair enough. That top, that point there is very important when we go down to um, the Spotify and Netflix message situation with Facebook. Mm-hmm. That point is really important. So when we get there, I'll make that point. This um, this privacy concerns and brand spending is actually also contingent on the point that you made about YouTube. Mm. And it's only because it doesn't affect the brand in this case. Mm. But in YouTube's case, putting my ad next to yeah. content promoting violence or counter acts yeah. of terrorism yeah. or hate crimes, etc. hurts my brand. Now that hurts my bottom line. The privacy concern is totally a user end concern. That's mm-hmm. a Facebook issue. Yeah. That's going to hit Facebook's stock. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to cost Facebook money, but it doesn't hurt these brands. So it doesn't. They don't have a trade-off here, and it's the best. It's the best platform. Facebook had the highest rating this ad rating for monetizing audiences this year of any platform. Google was there too. Mm-hmm. It didn't win. <laughs> it was the only one to be above two to begin mm-hmm. with, and it was like two point two or something like that. Right? Mm-hmm. So the next closest person was one point seven. Then I was Google. Google. Then I was Google. Right, but um, Facebook is doing far too good. I'm not. I wouldn't spend my money anywhere else. Hey, <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, but all in all, I think that this is a great, a great sign for the health of digital and social advertising into the future. I think everyone has more or less come to terms with it. I don't think it's a question anymore. It seems to only be a question locally, but I don't think it's a question conversationally into the wider scale. ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that bodes well. I'm proud. Yeah. 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 Any closing remarks or? Facebook isn't bad and they're trying their best. That's what I'd say. They are trying. They are trying their best. They have a lot sinister. A lot more data in one place than anybody has ever had in a few places. You know, I feel like I feel like there are people making noise on behalf of other people just for the sake of making noise. Like this whole data thing. Like the people like us ourselves who know that the data is being taken or whatever. It's like. Uh, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't really care. And then there's someone who's like, this is bad, you should be more upset. And then they make noise and then all of this happens. Mm. So. My point is going to to your point right now, right? And mm-hmm. it's that, do, look for the value in every situation. Facebook has more value right now. Yeah. Also, when you're hiring your marketers or whatever it may be, look for the value Ooh. in everything that they do. Hey, boy. <laughs> because... People when have a skewed perception of what it, value it's, is. It's, it's about educating yourself because although they might be running a marketing page, you have, you have to look at what they are doing. So when they tell you, well, we ran 7,000 impressions this month, I feel as they keep saying, like look for the same the situation. Dead metric. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Nice point, Doug. I think that's it. <laughs>